Hello there, this is the Master Control Podcast and you are at the right place if you love movies and TV shows as much as we do. My name is Tarek. Hi, I'm Alex. We just watched Obi-Wan Part 1 and we are so eager to we're talk dying. about this. Yeah, we're, we're, we're dying to talk right. about that. So uh, maybe the first question, Alex, uh, what was your first impression of Episode 2? No, of actually, Part 1. I actually loved it. It was... Um, Interesting enough, um, it gave us a little introduction about or a little flashback um, about uh, episode one up until three um, to kind of put us in the mood and put us in the context. Um, and then after that, it took off with its own story. And um, yeah, it was it was awesome. I really loved it. Yeah, I, my first thought was this is very risky because episode one to three of the of, of the old movies they were very controversial and a lot of people didn't like it. Um, and even though we can't really skip this history of the series because we are directly jumping into the old storyline, it was very, very cool to see the storyline that led up to this TV show, which is now playing, I think, 10 years from the, the episode three, right? It says so. Yeah, <laughs> and we see uh, little Luke, and he's not a baby anymore. So obviously, um, something like these ten years passed. Um, yeah, and I, I really think um, that we finally get some more context about what happened back then um, after Obi Wan went out to the desert to protect Luke and have an, an eye on Luke. Um, and I, w what I really liked was um, this new scene from the Jedi Temple where the clone troopers were killing all the the younglings and this uh, is what you loved <laughs> yeah yeah kind of i mean not not really the killing part but i'm it it appears to be a new scene that was injected into the the old storyline um and maybe intentionally because they are building up to a new plot twist or they simply wanted to add some more value to this old flashback uh, back, back then right because there are some of these old scenes and we saw all of them in, in the um yeah preview of uh, what happened there um, but they showed new scenes where the the younglings were actually moving away from the clone trooper so maybe maybe uh this has something to do with what we are seeing in obi-wan now yeah, so I didn't really enjoy that one because the fighting scene was um, mediocre, I oh. would say. I didn't like the female Jedi protecting, so the kindergarten uh, person protecting the younglings. That one felt a little, yeah, mediocre in terms of uh, what we're usually used to um, in terms of fighting scenes from um, Jedis. Which explains why she's the kindergarten teacher <laughs> and not really out there. Uh, anyway, she did a bad job in protecting them. Um, Order 66 has been executed, literally. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, they're introducing the plot, um, uh, trying to explain why, um, why Obi-Wan is actually hiding out in, on where? Uh, on um, uh, Tatooine? Tatooine, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, why he's hiding out on Tatooine, which is fine. Uh, he should do that. I didn't really like how they introduced the situation about uh, why they are on Tatooine. I mean, I do. Um, I do know. I I have watched all of the saga, 
I have an old person watched, uh, who watched all of the saga and um, that was fun for me. But if you imagine now Gen Z looking um, or watching now Obi-Wan getting only this like, okay, so Anakin went rogue, um, uh, Padme uh, had this awful birthing scene and so on. And why he why they had to actually really separate Luke and Leia and the purpose of it and everything didn't really come around to, for my it's at least my impression it doesn't really uh make gen z understand i would say at this point uh so killing off the other younglings and splitting luke and leia doesn't give already like a proper introduction into the story i would say you need to be a little more experienced with the star wars universe in order to understand that so we'll see how they come around to kind of introduce the whole thing um yeah yeah, and this reminds me that uh, I really felt with Obi-Wan uh, when um, w when he was trying to to hide and uh, to secretly protect Luke uh, and, and uh, still trying to be there for him by buying him some toys, right? Uh, and on the one hand, it was a sweet Scrap gesture. metal. Yeah, I don't think that was actually scrap metal. Um, he paid money for that to that Java and... Um, I think it was kind of a vintage uh, Star Wars toy. And I think this is probably kind of another merchandise grab by Disney, right? So uh, everyone wants to have this kind of vintage uh, Star Wars toy. It was a wing or something like that. Just an old wing. It wasn't really the toy. <laughs> or Maybe I don't have the you know, the imagination to, to put up that scrapple into a whole toy. But yeah, we'll but, see. But why would he make a present to this boy, which is just garbage? Because he doesn't have any social skills. <laughs> yeah, so you mean that that's the the way that the, the makers of the series are going? They simply want to show that Obi-Wan has no sense of... Uh, of, of well... Obi-Wan Kenobi living alone in a cave for 10 years. <laughs> uh, his only friend, one of those Jabba's, uh, Javas, um, and his long-faced friend that he steals meat for. <laughs> I mean, where should he get the social skills from? No Christmas, no Easter, um, just him, his ride, and his Java friend. And yeah. every now and then, a really nice discussion with Uncle Owen. <laughs> yeah, so, really nice. Yeah, where do you... Yeah, well... Yeah, maybe we should talk a little bit about the relationship of of Owen and Obi-Wan. Uh, I did not expect it to be so hostile. I mean, on the one hand, of course... Have you met Uncle Owen? Yeah, not really. <laughs> I mean, he, he seemed to be very, very, um, very fond of adopting this child and taking, or do I misremember that? I, I do I not. I think you kind of romanticize now. Yeah. But I mean, still, there's, there's Obi-Wan and he keeps an eye on them and he protects them somehow. So why being so hostile? I mean, of course, there was this whole uh, uh, Anakin becoming Darth Vader he's thing. A farmer. <laughs> he's a farmer on a planet on dune basically he's on farmer <laughs> on dune uh farming whatever he's farming and one day this jedi guy who thinks he's something better than yourself comes over and puts this brat of a kid of your 
half brother of your stepbrother uh, in your lap telling you just protect this little shit um, he might become the next mega Jedi whatever someday oh by the way um, if the girl eventually gets in danger I'm not gonna go out and protect the girl but I'm gonna <laughs> stay here and protect the guy um, so yeah social skills are not his forte I would say Yeah, okay, okay, I give you that. And it's true that in, in the end of episode three, of the movie episode three, uh, we only see him handing over this child and people are awkwardly smiling. So we do not really get to know the thoughts of Uncle Owen, right? Uh, so maybe he he thought, I don't want to have this kid. <laughs> maybe he also thought, you know, like this guy, Obi-Wan Kenobi, chopped up my brother in pieces. Yeah. Um. So, and killed right. him for good. Um. Why would you have a conversation with that person? Yeah. Okay, there yeah, it's it's true. Maybe maybe he genuinely dislikes Obi-Wan. Okay, that's 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 true. Um what about what about the old Clone Wars veteran sitting in the street which was uh, obviously played by the Boba Fett actor, right? Like the the original clone or the what's the the template for the clones. This was a very nice homage of uh, the old times uh, like 10 years ago where the clone wars were taking place right and he was asking for for change yeah i don't think that it's an homage it's actually it's um really paying into the story because he's one of the clone warriors clone clone troopers clone what are they called uh yeah clone soldiers people? clones <laughs> sheep was sheep. the attack don't be of a the sheep um, so he's one of the clone people. Um, so why take another actor and put him in, uh, um, you know, like in front of the camera and turn him into a vet? Um, no, it had to be actually um, uh, Boba Fett face. It has to be Boba Fett's face uh, in front of the camera and playing the vet then. Um, but it was a very nice touch to it. You know, yeah. it kind of... Um, made a topic out of the whole story that they are kind of discontinued at this point. Um, so, yeah, that was a nice touch to it. My thoughts were, um, what does Obi-Wan feel in this moment? Because on the one hand, he fought uh, belong, belong, uh, besides, uh, besides uh, yeah. the clone troopers in the Clone Wars, and they were kind of his friends. And we see these, these friendly encounters where they have these conversations in episode two. But on the other hand, if we t if we remember what happens with Order 66, this face is the face of um, the army that slaughtered all of the Jedi. And seeing this um, old clone trooper asking for money um, and for like mercy for an old veteran, this was really heartbreaking because I would I, I was watching Obi Wan's face to see if he gets angry or hateful. Or what his emotion is regarding this clone trooper. I, I think he knows that he only followed orders and that he did not um, act on his own mind. But still, he represents the Order 66 and the happenings in the past where all the Jedi were slaughtered. Honestly, I didn't put up that much thought into it. <laughs> it was just um, just a nice touch to it. And we'll see if they ever reveal their faces again. Um, yeah. Yeah, didn't think about that too much. Yeah. Uh, I have to say. 
I was always wondering when I saw the 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 old movies and they introduced this clone the clone troopers if um all the stormtroopers we see in in the the original trilogy if they are all clones but i think the story goes like this that there was this first generation of clone troopers and they were all clones and mindless clones but this was only a one time thing and after the clone army was like retired or killed um the replacements these stormtroopers that we know they are simply people i think i'm, I'm not sure Oh, wait, but then again, if we take a look at episode 7, 8, and 9, where we have Finn, this deserter stormtrooper um, from the First Order, he seemed to be like a regular person, but kind of, what's it called, like mind-washed, trained, bred into the stormtrooper business. Uh, so, so I think um, it's some kind of... Oh, somehow different to the the old clone troopers and seeing this old clone in the streets um being old <laughs> and then the new fresh stormtroopers marching through the streets this showed like this generational development that the, the new stormtroopers are not the same as the old clone troopers this was at least for me uh who who is not a hundred percent familiar with the star wars universe kind of interesting I think you're overthinking the whole situation <laughs> just around one face. But um, okay, I, I try to understand and get into this universe and into the details because I think this is quite a rich universe, and I really want to understand what is happening there. And I think there will be some more developments into this this direction if we, we see more spin-offs and more TV shows in this direction. And I think we we can enjoy it more if we understand the the details. Mm -hmm. Um, but there are also a lot of new characters, which I was kind of afraid because in the teasers they looked weird, um, especially these uh, these inquisitors, these three oh, dark. That one was awesome. Yeah, in, in the yeah. trailer I wasn't sure if I liked them, but in this first episode they really had a, a strong entrance, right? And not only the characters, but also the actors who played them. They are really menacing and uh, strong-minded let's let's say it like this uh, wh which one is your favorite well my first thought when i saw them is um was actually oh that's quinn from homeland yeah awesome and all of those other movies that i know him from i honestly i don't know the name of the actor i had to look it up but then it was like oh quinn cool i just recognized him by voice not by face yeah um the face paintings and the makeup um are amazing i have to say yeah um i also like this reva person right um she's genuinely pissed off <laughs> yeah <laughs> which makes it even more interesting to follow her story afterwards um but yeah um uh i don't even know his name and um obviously the queen from homeland that i cannot come up with a name the main inquisitor this by the way if i need a new job description and coming up with a new title um, head inquisitor would be something to go for <laughs> yeah. that was one of my main thoughts i don't yeah. know why but it was it's just sexy you know? right we should put this uh, somewhere on the business card uh, it, it absolutely sounds great simply to be uh, the the head, head inquisitor head inquisitor <laughs> kind of correlates with what i'm doing professionally as well so um i will think about that yeah and um my thoughts on Reva was uh, in the beginning kind of mixed because I thought she is too young 
and she kind of looked too innocent uh, next to the other inquisitors but when she then starts acting and being all impatient and very driven to find obi-wan um th this made her quite interesting and i'm re really um looking forward to see how her character will develop unless she's going to be killed uh, very very soon i don't know um but she was so young and ambition and uh, kind of evil <laughs> and heartless but uh, i think that she is going to be maybe the most interesting characters because there's so much potential for her to evolve into this new main villain person yeah well i don't think that she's really evil and uh, or anything she's just ambitious to like follow up on her career so um paying attention to to you know like vocabulary here she's just uh, someone who um yeah intends to follow the vision and uh, follow up with a mission and um whatever she does is in accordance with the mission not necessarily with her leader and this is something that i really like as an idea rather yeah. than just blindly follow uh, she comes up with new ways in order to uh, achieve the mission that she was um, yeah, given to, to, to follow actually through. So um, I really like the character. I don't necessarily like <laughs> how they, you know, like that is the opposite of what we expect to be good or, you know, like the, the message of the good person, the Obi-Wan Kenobi. But on the other hand, they are wearing black. And <laughs> as we know, in Star Wars universe, when you wear black, you're the cool person and you're the bad person. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, it might, of course, also be that uh, in the end, she's going to turn, right? Uh, like becoming... She might be a mole. Not, not for the good side. Yeah, I'm not. No, I, I don't think a mole. But she is presented as so strong-minded that she might make up her own mind, not only regarding the mission and what she's doing, but even splitting up uh, from the empire, splitting up uh, from from the cause, maybe even joining Obi Wan for some greater cause or something like that. Um, we don't know because as she was introduced, she's not like a mindless uh, like stormtrooper. She's doing things uh, on her own plan and her own course and so if she is this strong individual and she mind, reminds me kind of uh, maybe anakin right uh, with her head through the wall and everything so it might be that she and uh, obi-wan will team up for something in, in the future or she becomes the main villain i don't know i don't know we, we have to wait and see she's definitely a career woman I yeah can tell you. That <laughs> definitely one. yeah and we saw alderaan and this one was something that I was really waiting for a long time because Alderaan is always teased. We see, of course, Alderaan being dis uh, destroyed. <laughs> spoiler alert. Being destroyed in, in, the, in the old movies. This whole podcast is a spoiler alert. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's true. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, but uh, also we see these glimpses of Alderaan in, uh, in then the, the other movies. But we have never seen actually scenes or footage or action on Alderaan and it's such a beautiful place and I, I understand why Leia is so fond of this of her home world right um, and we see of course Princess Leia playing uh, and she's really cute right she is really cute she has this cute walk I don't know how they casted her or how many people uh, how many girls they tried to cast for Leia but this one is um, a really interesting character and there's so much female power already in this small package that yeah. um, put in so um, obviously um, 
your upbringing does something to you. She's <laughs> very smart. Uh, Luke on the other side, sitting on his, <laughs> um, well, home, you would say, and, and kind of doing the brum, brum, <laughs> uh, situation seems like, you know, like not as smart as she is. And also like in, in episode four, five, six, and generally also in, in the others, um, she's the smart twin. <laughs> you would say, <laughs> sorry, but she's the smart twin. But it also kind of feels like because of her upbringing, because she's really like taught rules and everything and not just mindlessly uh, come here, help me on my farm, um, uh, which doesn't have to be necessarily mindless, but it feels like um, Uncle um owen uh doesn't invest as much in education as uh Gen general no senator organa does yeah. in comparison so she's she's already a rebel um by the age of 10 <laughs> yeah right and he's already a pilot by the age of 10 um and both well luke we haven't gotten an introduction into uh, or for him yet but she feels already uh, like already kind of baked into the layout that we love and and got to know throughout the saga. Yeah, I didn't. That was something that I didn't re really think about. That she's already a, a rebel, right? And <laughs> that's kind of her career thing. Stealing from her mother, right? Yeah, so yeah. yeah, yeah, right, right. So strong-minded, but I didn't have this rebel aspect in my mind. And she has this very cute little robot that is uh, guaranteed to be another favorite toy from the Disney product line that right. is going to be sold <laughs> a thousand times. I need one too. Of course, yeah. It's, yeah. it's a rebel twin set that you receive. That's right. a Leia Lola situation. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, yeah, nice advertising. It is, as usual. <laughs> and then uh, there was something that I was really, really wrong about because the kidnapper in the end of the episode, I saw him and I thought, he looks so familiar. I know him from somewhere. And my thoughts were going to... Uh, Sir Ilan Payne from Game of Thrones and I thought oh that's Sir Ilan Payne right um, but then I looked it up and it's not Sir Ilan Payne it's actually um, uh, uh, I forgot his name uh, but he's he's the member of the Red Hot Chili Peppers yeah and so sorry if you're watching this podcast <laughs> that I'm mistaking you for Sir Ilan Payne but he has this very distinct look and uh, yeah it's, it's it's a fun thing that, uh, that Red Shame. Hot Chili Peppers are now powered yeah, yeah, right. Shame. Thank you. <laughs> but now the Red Hot Chili Peppers are part of the Star Wars universe. Yes, they are. Yeah. I, it's well, yeah. I was going to say insane in a membrane, but that's a different <laughs> band. I'm sorry. Right. How can you? <laughs> yeah, that. Well, I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah, but nevertheless, yeah. I think I think my my final thoughts about this is I am so positively hyped uh, or positively surprised by this show because um, there are so many late of the latest Disney developments, especially these Marvel shows um, that they brought up, that kind of disappointed me. And so I was really hoping for Obi-Wan to not be a flop. And I was completely positively surprised of what they were delivering. And I'm so, so looking forward to the rest of the show. Uh, so Obi-Wan uh, is, a, is a 10 out of 10 for me personally so far in this first episode. What's what's your rating? Um, um, I don't know if it's a 10 yet for part one. Um, let's assess that in part two. Okay. 
<laughs> great. Yeah, so let's wrap it up. Uh, it was a great start for Obi-Wan. Subscribe to Master Control Podcast uh, to stay up to date uh, with the latest episodes of the best shows that are coming out this summer. And see you in part two. <laughs>